0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: Welcome everyone. This is Louise Crooks, the Keys to Clarity Coach on KTC Radio. It's 3 o'clock in the, east, um, on, in the afternoon on um, Eastern Time. And uh, it is the 7th of July. We've just had a wonderful weekend in the States for um, the July 4th, Independence Day, and boy is it boiling hot here. Um, I'm very excited about our topic today and our guest um, today as well, who um, is an expert in organizing and decluttering and uh, helping business owners get to um, a, a place of prosperity in their business through. Um, sharing her resources, techniques, and tips to to help you get there. Um, I think more of a kind of a decluttering of the mind as well as the the physical decluttering. So I want to welcome, without further ado, Carrie Green to the show today, um, where we're going to be discussing the topic, um, beating the solopreneur shiny object syndrome. (laughs) Welcome, Carrie Oh, it's such a
1: pleasure to be here, Louise. Thank you for having me. It is always wonderful to talk to you, and I just always welcome the opportunity to do just that, so thank you.
0: Oh, thanks so much, Carrie, and me too. Uh, you know, we had the opportunity to um, have you on the show on a panel of um, guests and experts um, it's more close to the beginning of the year, and mm-hmm. it, we had such fun, and I really enjoyed your presence on the show that um, I was excited to have you back, so so thank you very much for being here, and also at short notice. Um, oh, my pleasure. With all the changes that are going on with the show, having moved to a different day and time, having to sort of get to grips with with that, so thank you so much, and, and uh, we're really excited to have you here today to share your expertise. My pleasure. Um, so, Kara, I just want to let people know a little bit about your background, and then we can jump into the topic. Um, So Carrie Green is an expert at helping you take your overwhelm and turning it into a six-figure business. Um, She spent 15 years on Wall Street at a major brokerage firm, at at major brokerage firms and on the New York Stock Exchange. In 2002, Carrie became convinced that there had to be more to life than commuting to Wall Street and established Carrie through coaching services. Carrie has worked with thousands of people worldwide to help them escape their overwhelm, grow their business, and enrich their lives by helping them take control of their time, tasks, and things. As the overwhelm subsides, what Carrie's clients discover is the space and energy needed to grow and succeed in their business and life beyond their wildest dreams. To learn more about Carrie and take your life and business from overwhelm to opportunity, you can go to budurl.com forward slash Carrie through. that's C-A-R-R-I-E-T-H-R-U. So, Carrie, again, I want to welcome you, and I just want to refresh everyone's memories around the topic we're discussing today. Um, this is called Beating the Solopreneur Shiny Object Syndrome, which I absolutely can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> I have certainly related to it in the past. Um, so Carrie's going to be... Helping us to move beyond the overwhelm in our businesses and looking at the couple of various aspects of of what that entails, He's going to share how to pull your six figure opportunity out of your piles of overwhelm and I'm very interested in hearing about that, Carrie, and uh, um actually to start help um to create focus on the ideas and aspects of your business that will produce income. And reduce overwhelm, ultimately serving your clients more fully, and allowing you to lead a calmer, more peaceful existence. Which, of course, sounds great to me. And I have definitely. It's
1: all about us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we have to
0: start. We have to start with ourselves to be able to be of service to others, don't we?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know for myself, you know, I've been one of those entrepreneurs in the past. I'm getting a lot better at it now. Um, that gets pulled in different directions is it's it's purely that shiny bright object syndrome, you know, yes. like a little magpie. I don't know if you get do you get magpies in the states?
1: I don't know if we get magpies in the states, but I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, okay. yes.
0: <laughs> For those of you out there who don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, it's a blackbird in the in the in the UK called a magpie, and it basically basically collects every bright, shiny object that they possibly can and lines its nest with it. And, you know, that's what a lot of us solopreneurs end up doing. You know, we see all these free classes and, you know, all these newsletters that just seem to have the answer to everything that we need in our business. And what happens is we become just completely overwhelmed, directionless, um, and not focusing on the... Uh, the important aspects of our business. And I know, Carrie, that so many of my clients uh, struggle with this challenge. So I'm, I'm really excited about our conversation today where we can actually start creating some clarity, focus, direction, and a sense of calm. So Carrie, I would love for you to um, tell us a little bit about how you got into um, uh, working in a, as a decluttering and organize, organizational coach um, well, organizing coach. How would you say that? Organizing coach.
1: Yeah, it's it um, organizing up.
0: It's decluttering. Yeah. It's
1: organization. It's, but you know, it's very much about what you said at the beginning. It's about the mind more than yes. anything else. Uh, it's really about your mind. But and I do have this Wall Street background. I mm. spent 15 years working on Wall Street. I spent 10 years at the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I had pretty good jobs. Yeah. The last. Company I was working for was a company called tech Online. Uh And they were a really great company. Uh, I was the old lady there. I was about 30. uh, And I was (laughs) the old lady. And it was so much fun because everybody there was so excited. Actually, I was more than 30, thinking about it. I was close to 35. But everyone Mm -hmm. was so excited. Everybody was just doing what they wanted to do, um, Mm -hmm. making a difference, uh, taking risks and taking chances. And it was a great place to work. I was a product manager um, marketing person. It was great. And September eleventh came around. Mm. And my company I was working right on the Hudson River, and where my office was located, I actually saw the first plane flying into the World Trade Center. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I then saw the second plane, of course. and um as people were coming over from New York into New Jersey, um, they were coming into my building and I was helping them and getting them food and drinks and making phone calls with them to their families. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about, you know, what, what am I really doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I was having fun, but I had no idea who my customer was. Um, I didn't feel like I was making a difference. I didn't feel like helping somebody trade an eighth of a second faster was really all that important. And Things went on a little bit, and probably about six, seven months later, as part of the whole shakeout in the financial industry at the time, the company I was working with, Daytech, was taken over by another firm out in Omaha, Nebraska called Ameritrade. Mm-hmm. And Ameritrade offered me a job. problem was I had to move to Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And while I'm sure Omaha is a beautiful place to be, I really am an East Coast kind of girl. And right. I wasn't willing to uproot myself and my family to move to Omaha to follow this job that I was feeling less and less attached to by the day mm. and realized what I needed to do is find a way to be home and to make a difference in my children's lives, in my family's life, and in other people's lives and start to try to find out what to do. I was flipping through channels one day on the television and saw one of these mission organization type TV shows Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and I was like, wow, that's easy. I could help somebody do that. I could help somebody <laughs> put together a closet. I could help someone put together a filing system. Piece of cake. Mm-hmm. I could do that for a living. And I, I'd actually help people that way. Yeah. Well, when I So you had a start. natural
0: ability there, Carrie?
1: Well, I thought so. <laughs> 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 Here comes where your reality slaps you in the face. <laughs> so we let we our nanny go... And there we were, um, me becoming a professional organizer, and someone came over to me and said, Carrie, can you help me do my closet? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And we set it all up really pretty. I helped somebody with the filing system, set that up really pretty. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from the first client. You know, Carrie, it looked great when you left here, but now it's a mess. Second client, same kind of call a couple of weeks later. And I realized that it's not a piece of cake, that it's Mm -hmm. not even remotely easy, and that helping people going through things, and again, it's all the mindset here, and making these decisions and understanding what really belongs in your life and what to let go of Mm -hmm. is not just about putting things away and making it look neat. Um, It's really about making decisions about how you want to run your life. It's about understanding what the bright, shiny objects are and what are the things that you have that really support you. It's about understanding what things you want to be doing so that you get what you need to do done, and you take your business to the next level and the next level and the next level, and you take your family to those levels, and you really focus in on what's important and let go of the rest. So after I got my face slapped a couple of times, I realized just (laughs) how um, (laughs) – how impressive what I was going to try to do was, and it's been a wonderful journey since.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you know, I think every business is an evolution in a sense, isn't it? You know, when we realize that, uh, you know, sometimes we start out thinking it's going to be one way, and and, uh, we go through certain experiences that actually are teaching experiences to us in a sense. They really are a gift, aren't they? You know, To to really help us um, uh, focus on what we truly are call to do. Uh, so it sounds like that's what exactly happened to you.
1: Yeah, and you know something, what I realized is that as much as I could go into someone's home or their office and put together the filing system, mm-hmm. it's all about the coaching. And mm. that's really what, you know, it's it's not about making it look neat and pretty. That comes along for the ride.
0: But yeah. it's really the coaching that I do with my clients that make all the difference in the world. Yeah, and I'm sure that there, there's a lot that goes on underneath that we need to examine to help. You know that process of letting go and um, creating that focus and all of those things, Carrie. Yes,
1: and yeah.
0: it's a, it's really it's
1: not even so much about letting go. It's more about making space. Mm. I was talking to somebody just earlier today. I was um, I have a jump start program, and it was the last call of that program where they get to ask me anything. And mm-hmm. this one client was saying to me that she used to work. She used to have. She used to have a quote-unquote real job and now she's not wearing the business suits anymore and yet she's finding them hard to get rid of them and this was her her terminology was to get rid of them they're nice suits but she hasn't worn them in years, some of them fit her some of them don't, how does she get rid of them and what we talked about was really reframing the way she was looking at it and instead of getting rid of them when you let these go and there's nothing there anymore what do you get to bring in Right. What, do, what are the opportunities that come to you because you've got the space to let it in?
0: Right. Yeah, and, and the thing is, um, I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of my audience will, um, you know, be very in tune with this, is that, um, you know, when we create the space, it's almost like we change the energy to allow something new to come in or to allow that productivity that we want to be created, you know, through the energy we're, we're actually changing in mm-hmm. our environment.
1: And, and, you know, we don't even really know what it is until we've done it. Uh, One client I was working with decluttered her home, decluttered her office, decluttered so much around her, was making decisions on how she was managing her time and all that stuff. And, oh, probably about two-thirds of the way through our coaching program, she calls me up and she says, Carrie, I know we haven't talked about this, but you know there's that guy I've been dating for a while? Yeah, what about him? Well, Mm -hmm. I have space in my life. I'm ready to take the relationship to the next level. I think I want to marry him. Uh-huh. And it was because she opened up physical space. And you know, just a little P.S. here, about four months later, I get a call from her. Carrie, I let him go. He wasn't serving me. He was you know, wow. and when I say serving me. I don't mean serving me breakfast I did, <laughs>
0: He wasn't doing what I needed him to do. You mean he wasn't scrubbing her floors or, you know, making no, probably her dinner? No, not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, it was it was such a realization for her to be able to make the space to allow things in. Right. And even at that point when she did allow things in, to be able to step back and say, is this what I want to be allowing in
0: mm. and making
1: those decisions?
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. We start. We can start creating, um, or getting clear on who we are as people, and and um, you know what our boundaries are, and and the core of who we are, so that we know what we want in our lives, in our lives, and
1: in our businesses.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because
1: they're so intertwined, especially with you know, the solo entrepreneurs like us. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they are so absolutely. intertwined.
0: <laughs> absolutely, that's so true. Speaking from one coach to another, it's certainly uh certainly um uh, something that I think we're all in tune with there
1: oh yeah <laughs> so
0: so carrie we you know we're talking about um you know you you mentioned uh you know how we you know the, the possibility of how we could pull um our six figure opportunity out of a pile of overwhelm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that means um, all right. yeah let me give you an example here, mm. Um Tell us more. We wanna yeah. know. I'm
1: gonna give you an example. <laughs> and this is gonna be a real personal example because you know you might as well you might as well just expose yourself completely if you're gonna do it. So I might as well oh, so, <laughs> We appreciate you, Carrie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I'm pretty organized. Um I'm pretty good at making decisions. I'm pretty good at time management and things like that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. you know, sometimes get messed up, but for the most part, I've got it pretty much under control. Mm-hmm. I had a pile of paper on my desk, probably about three, four inches tall. And it was a kind of pile that I'd be, you know, uh, surfing around on the Internet, I'd see a really neat idea. I'd either write down something and I'd put a piece of paper in the pile or I'd print it out and put a piece of paper in the pile. There were articles to read, ideas for articles to write, uh, classes to take, classes to create, um, all sorts of really, really good, juicy things. Um, this pile was revenue, or at least potential revenue, because it was all things for my business. There were ideas for clients. It, it was really it was an amazing pile of stuff. Mm. This pile was sitting on my desk for months. And you know that pile, like, you'd kind of like page through it a little bit and get a little messy so you'd need up the corners. And then it'd get a little messy again, and you'd need it up the corners again. And it'd be bothering me on the right side of my desk, so I'd move it to the left side because, you know, there would look better somehow. And it wouldn't bother me the same. That sounds very familiar, Carrie. Yeah, yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm totally honest here. I'm exposing myself completely. And this pile was draining me of everything. It made me feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about, you know, having things around you. that We open up space for things. By letting things go, but the things that you have can also drain you. So I'd look at this pile, and I'd add something else to the pile, like, yep, another thing. Never do that. But it was all these really great ideas. Mm. And one day I sat back, like, I've got to do something about this pile. It's making me crazy. It's growing. It's growing. It's draining me. It's making me feel guilty. It's it's bad. And I took the pile, and in about ten minutes I went through every single page. And I asked myself some really seemingly simple but very difficult questions yeah. questions like and I'm sure you ask your clients these kind of questions too as you're coaching them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, if I do this what won't I be able to do if I mm-hmm. don't do this what will I be able to do when am I really going to do this that was one that came up a lot when am I really going to do this Right. Um, and I would go through this pile and I ask myself these questions So as I went through this pile, I ultimately pulled three pieces of paper out, and I set them aside, and I took the rest of the pile, hands shaking, heart beating a million miles a minute, sweating like it wasn't a pretty sight, and I took the pile of paper and I threw it into the trash can. Wow. A couple of minutes later, my heartbeat kind of came back to normal, and I looked at the three pieces of paper that I had pulled aside. Two of them, frankly, I don't even remember what they are. I just did them next, whatever, threw it out. That was the end of it. One Mm -hmm. piece of paper had two words on it, and the two words were declutter day. Mm -hmm. And declutter day became my Escape Your Clutter Boot Camp. My Escape Your Clutter Boot Camp became a program that I've um, created called Clutter Be Gone. Clutter Mm -hmm. Be Gone is the basis of my book. And Clutter Be Gone and the boot camp and everything else has been the basis of what I work on with every single one of my clients. It gave me the strategies. It gave me the the system because, you know, we're all supposed to have a system. This is my six-step system that all came out of the two words, Declutter Day. Ah. So I may have thrown out a million-dollar program. I don't know. Ah. But the bottom line is I wasn't doing any of it.
0: Yeah. It's kinda of lot it's it's not not really in your present focus, is it? So and and what I've noticed, Carrie, is that um you know, I can have piles of paper and I file a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance that I'll never look at it again. Yeah. You know, and it's just in there somewhere, you know, in a pile. And um it's not very very helpful to me, that's for sure.
1: No, so, just so you know, I'm just gonna give you a statistic. The average four-drawer filing cabinet has 18,000 sheets of paper in it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are any of us
0: ever, ever, ever
1: going to look through 18,000 sheets of paper? Mm, Councils are, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not to say you might not need a couple of them, but as we're saving things, even if they're hidden in drawers or on piles or whatever, they're still there. Yeah, And it's about releasing those things and opening space for the other things to come in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that makes so much sense. Um, you know, Carrie, again, it's kind of opening up that energy to let new, re- revitalized energy come in and um, get us uh, excited and refreshed and renewed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stuff.
1: it's also, I've, I've spoken to clients, other business owners, and you know, we make a joke of it, but it's so serious. If someone walked over to you and said, I am your ideal client. Here's a huge bag of money. Do you have mm-hmm. the time and the energy and the space on your desk to put that bag of money and to spend time working with that client? Mm. And so many times, you know, we put out this energy from ourselves. No, I don't want that client. I, I, give me that client in a week. Give me that client in a month. As soon as I've got this system set up, give me that client. And we never do it. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we we're setting the door.
0: We're resist, resisting getting new clients.
1: Yeah. Because so you don't have the space to bring those clients in. Right. You don't have the space to start a new program and to follow it through from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times, uh, I, I'm guilty of this too, how many times do you start, a, start on a project like, wow, I've got this great idea for this great new program, and you start and you're all excited, and then you kind of just leave it sitting there.
0: Yeah. And now it's just it's weighing on you. Yeah. So what would you propose?
1: Oh, I propose a lot of things. Um, (laughs) Start at the beginning.
0: Start at the beginning. You're going to try to get it all out of me, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) should have known. (laughs) Um,
1: What do I propose? Um, Part of it is being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And frankly, as... Coaches, we could say this. I can't imagine not having a coach.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I absolutely. can't, you know, for me, I need a coach to slap me across the face every now and again and say, Carrie, is this really what you were talking about? Is this really what you want to be doing? Yeah. But also, somebody and a way to follow through on things so that when you do make a decision to step into something and do it, you follow it through. You may not yeah. get the results you are hoping for. Um, But you may also find that the results you get exceed your wildest dreams. But unless you follow things through from beginning to end, you never know. Now, that's not to say there are situations where you start something and realize it's just not the way to go. And that happens. But when you start something, to not lose sight of why you're doing it. And one of the things I work with my clients on consistently is – that sense of accountability so that you start these projects and you can track them, um, being able to break the projects up so that you know what you're supposed to be doing and you don't feel overwhelmed just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, those are the kinds of things where I'll be working really closely with my clients. But it's really a place to start something, to decide what it is you want to do, and to follow through on it. Make mm-hmm. your decision, put a stake in the stand, and just go. Now this yeah. is what I'm going to do. And learn from it. Yeah, we've both made plenty of, or at least I have. I won't speak for you. I've made plenty of <laughs> mistakes along the way. Yeah. And it's about, I don't even like using the word mistake. It's more like a learning opportunity. Right. It's a chance for us to grow. Now, I wouldn't okay. be who I was today without these mistakes along the way.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with you there, Carrie. To me, you know, um, there's no such thing as failure. Everything is a, everything is a learning experience. Absolutely. It makes us who we are today.
1: For better and worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. <Absolutely.
1: laughs> well, hopefully for better. Hopefully, we're, for hopefully better. we're learning
0: through our experiences and taking the gift in it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But every once in a while as I put that extra
0: piece of chocolate in my mouth, I'm thinking for worse too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but we are only human after all. <laughs> now, yeah. Carrie, I've got a question in the chat room. Yes, Are you open to taking a question now? Absolutely,
1: although I'm hearing a bit of an echo. Is
0: Are you? Okay, me? I can't hear anything. I'll just check with everyone else if they, they can hear okay. Okay, if it's um, just
1: me, I'll ignore
0: it. So go ahead, okay. what's the question? So the question is, um, why does Carrie think the reason is we gather so much um, about that we about that we plan to do with and don't? What is the key to discernment? Does it really come down to a time issue? I think there are a couple of questions in there. Okay. Um,
1: For the most part, what it really comes down to is a decision. Mm -hmm. And it may, of course, there's time involved because we have so many hours in a day, but you know what, you could get people to help us. And what it really does come down to is taking a look at what are the options you've got What are all the bright, shiny objects that you're looking at? And within those bright, shiny objects, taking a step back and saying, okay, I've got all these bright, shiny objects, and they're all really cool, and I want to do them all, but what's my overall goal here? What is it I'm trying to accomplish? Who do I want to be helping? Who do I want to be serving? Um, What do I want to be earning from it? You know, all those kinds of things. How do I want it to affect my life? How do I want it to affect my business? How do I want it to affect my family and friends and my clients? And within the things that you're looking at and considering, ask yourself, if I could only do one of them, what's going to make the biggest change to reach these goals? And it may be that the one that's going to make the biggest change is going to take you, I'm just the numbers out here, a year to do. But you could do four of them in that same amount of time that would also make a huge change. So it's about weighing those options but giving yourself permission to take a look at those options and to weigh the options mm. and not just try to do it all. It's really about making that
0: decision. What, happen- what happens when, um, Carrie, when you feel like you have like four things that are equally as important?
1: You Kind of flip a coin and go with one of them.
0: Or, yeah. because
1: that, that isn't always a very happy answer, Mm -hmm. Um, do I have to do them all to that level? Here's an example. It's a kind of silly example, but I'm going to just go with it because it's very, very straightforward. Um, I remember when my kids were in, like, second grade, we had um, the school sponsored this international dinner night, Mm -hmm. and I was told to bring uh, pasta and sauce. Now, I make Mm -hmm. pretty good pasta. uh, I make a pretty good sauce. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to do here? Because I need to get pasta, I need to make the sauce, I need the tomatoes, I need this, I need that, you know, all this stuff. And I said, wait a second. What am I really trying to accomplish here? What I'm trying to accomplish here is to feed 500 screaming kids and their parents. Uh-huh. So do I really need my special tomato sauce, or do I just need to go to the store, pick up a couple of jars of whatever they have, a couple of pounds of spaghetti, and to make it and deliver it? So sometimes it's, how, what do I really need to do in order to get this done? Do right. I really need to make it super perfect? Does uh-huh. it need to be the famous sauce, or does a bottle of ragu serve? And you know, uh-huh. there are times and places for both of them, but they aren't necessarily the same. So when you're looking at all the projects you have, all those bright, shiny objects, because they are uh-huh. bright and shiny – How far do I really need to take this in order to get, in order to accomplish what really needs to happen? And I know, you know, we could talk about perfections and we could talk about all those things within this, but to step back and say, how far makes it good enough? And then maybe take a look at how do I balance these things in? And can I get anybody
0: to help me do them? Right. That sounds like a great um, suggestion there, Carrie. you know, that one, the, what I'm hearing is that we don't always have to do things to perfection to complete the task that we want to, to complete, um, depending on the circumstances. Absolutely. You
1: know, right. If I was having a family dinner, you know, inviting friends and family over, I never would have served them ragu because mm-hmm. they know. Carrie's known for her sauce. Mm-hmm. I can't serve ragu for that. And there's nothing wrong with ragu, by the way. It's just not what I would do in my home. And, but given the situation I was going to, it really didn't matter. So right. to weigh it in, just how far does it have to be? People just need to be fed. Yeah, people need to be fed. What's good enough? Right. And to give myself permission to not make it perfect, right. to not make it my signature product kind of thing. Right. Just make okay. it so that it's helping people.
0: Yeah. And what helped you to get to that that space, Carrie, of just letting go, and saying it's okay, just to give them something that's fairly mediocre rather than the best. You know, it's not mediocre. It's good enough.
1: Okay. It's good okay. enough. Um, that okay. will serve the purpose. Um, okay. And what got me there? Oh, probably looking at my calendar and realizing I wasn't getting anything done. Uh, realizing, yeah. but you know, we'll just stick with the spaghetti example. Realizing that if I spent two, three hours worrying about tomato sauce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't going to serve my clients. I wasn't going to have right. time to coach clients. I wasn't going to have time to build the programs that my clients needed. I wouldn't have time to, wor- to work on the boot camp or my Clutter Be Gone program or other things because I was working on perfecting something that didn't mm-hmm. need perfecting. Right. Um, and. That doesn't mean that every single thing you do for your clients has to be perfect either. I send out newsletters all the time that I find typos in. (laughs) I try, and that's not to say I'm looking to deliver a poor product. I absolutely Uh want to deliver a high-quality product to my clients every single time. Uh But I also know that after I've proofed it once or twice, after I've clicked on every link several times, and listened to it and copied it into words so I could see all the little squigglies, Mm. there comes a point where spending another 10, 15, 20 minutes on it isn't going to benefit me or my clients enough to warrant it. Yeah. And if I don't send it out, my clients will never benefit from what's in it. Right. The call I was on earlier, that final call to my Jumpstart program, someone said to me, Carrie, you know, I got your newsletter yesterday, and I've already used four of the points in it. Well, had I been worrying about it and not, and keeping it sit, you know, left it sitting on my desk until mm. I proofed it again, or had somebody else proof it again and again and again, she wouldn't have been
0: helped by it. Right. That makes so much sense. And in a sense, we almost owe it to our clients to to let go of that that perfection. Because we might be, we end up holding ourselves back from them, don't we? We end up holding back um, the wisdom that might be um, helping them move forward in their lives. Um, you know, whether it's as a coach or as a holistic practitioner or anything, but you know, to you know, to be able to let go of that that need for perfection um, allows us to to share about our expertise or our, um, you know, what it is that, our gifts and talents. Um, but it doesn't have to be perfect. But it, it can you know, the, be. Go ahead.
1: It, it can. It doesn't have to be perfect, and you can always go back to it later.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, just
1: because you put one thing out doesn't mean you can't take it to the next level next week.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the company That's an interesting work, um, yeah. comment. Um one of the chat room guests is saying, I have an issue with always wanting to do better, just not good enough. Um, As she says, I don't mean perfection, but mindfully bringing your best self forward. What I would ask, if, and
1: I'll consider you one of my clients right now, whoever asked that question, but what I would ask you is, is the world benefiting by you keeping it on your desk longer? And I don't know the answer to that. That's a question that I can't answer for you. Mm -hmm. And if the world is benefiting from it, then you know what? You're doing the right thing. But if you're not able to get the message that you're looking to get to the world because you're holding on to it longer, then I would say that let it go sooner. Uh, Maybe take one extra step out and see what happens. Yeah. If you if you go through ten steps before you release it to the world, go through nine instead. Yeah, and see
0: what happens. And it's interesting, Carrie, because my thought is that whether it's about perfection or bringing your best self forward, whatever the reason is, you know, is that reason good enough to be holding your wisdom and your talents and gifts back from your your potential clients, your clients?
1: Yeah.
0: Mhm. My my sense is that it's not. And we are the only one who could be an expert at what
1: we do exactly. because we bring our own self to it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there are other
0: people who are pretty good at doing what I do.
1: Yeah. But, you know, so well, the I other part to it as well is
0: um, there's, there's something in there perhaps around how we feel we're being judged. We're judging ourselves and how other pe- we perceive other people judging us. And that is there's exactly, something in there. That is yes.
1: um, We do tend to um, be our harshest critic. Yes, and indeed. put the judgments we make on other people onto our own things. Mm. And paying some attention to that and looking at it and understanding what we're doing and why we're doing can be very helpful.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head, Gary. You know, that if you can focus on, on the reason why you're doing this in the first place, it takes you beyond all the banalities and the detail. The crossing the T's and dusting the I's, and it's kind of like, okay, let's get on the passion wagon here yeah, and put it out there. Put yeah. yourself out there and, and, you know, to hell with the rest. Yeah.
1: I want to help my clients get through the crap so that they can make their mark on the world. Yeah. So exactly. that they can have the businesses they want, so they can have the lives they want, so the world can get the benefit of what it is they're doing and we've got to get out of our own way in order to do that because yeah. usually we're the only ones stopping ourselves <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah and and i think that it's interesting because it i'm wondering if it's also like you know because we are harsh on ourselves and we're always thinking of reasons not to do things i think i think we as human beings tend to um, go down that road once once you have one thought another thought crops up and it kind of compounds itself around, you know, why we shouldn't be doing something. Oh, it's not going to be good enough. Oh, I don't know if I'm an expert in this, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And it takes you down that road. You know, if you can just keep focusing on, um, you know, what you're truly meant to be doing. Um, And as my friend Susie says, if you keep, uh, and Abraham Hicks say, you know, keep yourself in the vortex, um, it really... Um, helps to to be able to create that focus on on putting yourself out there, putting your information out there, and just keep, you know keeping the flow going, so to speak. Yeah, you know,
1: one of the things you said just really it came up in a conversation I had with one of my clients. We are so good at think of thinking of all the reasons why it won't work.
0: Yeah, um, we've so to make excuses.
1: When I ask my clients, you know, the basic answer, okay, so, you know, what's wrong kind of question, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I usually ask what's wrong, but Mm -hmm. what's wrong kind of question, I'll hear a list that could go on for hours. It's amazing. But when I say what's good, Mm -hmm. um, well, I guess it's not raining out. (laughs) 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 So so it's it's amazing the um, discrepancy there, and... What I challenge my clients to do is instead of coming up with all the reasons why it won't work, Mm -hmm. um, all the reasons why you can't, all the reasons you shouldn't, all the negative side, Mm -hmm. come up with just a couple of reasons that you should. Come Mm -hmm. up with a couple of reasons why it will work or what will happen when it's done. Start painting that positive picture. You could do do it as a vision board. You can do it... um, as a visualization kind of thing, as um, positive affirmations, however you know, however, works for you. Mm-hmm. but Or it might just be like, you know what, it's going to work because, well, it's just going to. And yeah. start to put that positive look in it,
0: and you'll feel so much better about doing it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful, Carrie. Uh, I think that's very well said. And what well, I want to just come back to is the, the briny, you know, the bright, shiny objects. And what I'm going to say is, I'm going to say, instead of objects, I'm going to say projects, bright, shiny yeah. projects. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: say, for example, we have four bright, shiny projects that are sitting in front of us and we just don't know which to start with. Um, and I know we've mentioned this briefly before, but what, what would you say to your client or what would you suggest to someone who's like, You know, I have these four equally bright, shiny projects um, in front of me, and I just can't pick one. One of the
1: questions I would ask my clients and one of the exercises we would do is something along the lines of if I do Project A Mm -hmm. and I don't do Projects B, C, or D, what happens? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And go through that with each of the projects. And you may find that one will rise to the top. Another piece of it is kind of what we were talking about before. All right, Project 1 or Project A, my ideal vision of it is, you know, all the way up here. What makes it good enough for me to release it to the world? And maybe it will help shift the amount of effort that will be necessary to go into it to make it good enough. And being able to now reevaluate looking at, for different projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also ask the question, if I did this and never, ever did the other ones, would it matter? Mm. So, again, it's starting to put a little bit of a, another way to look at it, another spin to it. And really, if they all come out exactly equal, you know, you start asking yourself, okay, how much money am I going to earn on all these? How many clients will I be able to affect on all with all these? How much extra time will I, you know, if they come not exactly, exactly equal, mm-hmm. which one am I going to have the most fun doing? That's another question to put yes, in that's there. That's a good
0: one. huh. Yeah.
1: Which one makes me feel happiest? Definitely mm. other questions to put in there. And if it's still all equal, close your eyes and pick one. Yeah take you know, take A, B, C, and D, fold it up in a little ball, you know, one on a piece of paper, close your eyes and pick one, and you're done.
0: Beautiful, Carrie. And I don't know if you, um, if you look at this, Carrie, I'm sure you probably do, is also, you know, um, examining a client's needs. So sometimes we have one need that's kind of, you know, we have those basic needs, we have our basic values that define mm-hmm. who we are. Um, if we, um start to feel needy in one area maybe as a solopreneur we're not earning enough money in our business um, mm-hmm. which is often a common issue um, yeah. or we don't have enough clients. Um, maybe it's asking ourselves that question you know, what, what do I need most right now? You know, Often when we, when we take care of those needs they fall away. Um, uh, so maybe that's also another way to determine which of those four shiny, bright shiny projects to mm-hmm. choose from based on how one of those needs that you have will then be fulfilled or taken care of more so by one than perhaps any of the others.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it's funny that this you mentioned an an example. Uh, this, I guess it was um, in May, a couple of months ago, I was at my mastermind group. I'm a member of a mastermind. And as we're talking, I said, you know something? I'm just not having fun and I'm lonely. And all of a sudden, what came out of the whole conversation had nothing to do with how am I going to build my business, came mm-hmm. up with, Carrie, you need to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm planning two vacations this summer. I've never done two vacations in my life in a summer. <laughs> and now I am. Because by putting some fun in, yeah, I'm realizing that my business is growing forward and my business is benefiting because I'm happier. The right. other thing I said was that I was lonely and a mm-hmm. couple of things have come out of that. I've been partnering with more people because mm-hmm. it's lonely being a solopreneur. I don't, you know, yes. sitting at your desk all day alone working, talking to people on the phone, it's great, but it gets lonely. Yeah. And the other piece that I'm doing, in addition to partnering with people, is I've coached groups before, and I love coaching groups, but I didn't have a group right now. And I right. like that. It's so much fun. Um, the benefit to the people within the group, the benefit to myself, it's just fabulous. So I'll be, op- I'll be opening up a new group in September because mm. it's about look exactly what you said, looking at the gaps in your own life yes. to fill in those gaps, and then everything evens out. Beautiful. That's so awesome, Carrie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have
1: a great summer. I'm going to send people pictures, <laughs> <laughs> and the group coaching is going to be fabulous. Also, I've run groups in the past; I just don't have one right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's interesting that you talk about vacations because sometimes I think we as entrepreneurs can get so stuck. You know, when we're when we're overwhelmed by all of the things that we're doing and want to do and everything that's going on. That sometimes it is just about allowing ourselves to step back out outside of our business for, you know, just a couple of days, you know, giving mm-hmm. ourselves that permission to take that time, um, to take that time off, because then our brains get a chance to rest, we get, you know, a fresh perspective, and then we come back feeling renewed and seeing an o- seeing opportunities perhaps where they weren't, that were there but couldn't be seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just gives us a sort of fresh perspective where most of us will tend to be, oh, no, I couldn't take two days off because, you know, I can't afford to. But the reality is is that we can't afford to not take that time because how long will you be stuck for if you don't?
1: I was reading an article just yesterday. Uh, I think it was in the New York Times, and it was about mm-hmm. exercise and yeah. how who's got the time to go to the gym? Who can take that time? Um, I brought And this woman who was writing the article said, I'd, for me, it's all about my mind. I need to um, – I'd rather be learning than wondering, worrying about my body. And according to a study that was done recently, exercise makes you smarter than anything else. Because huh. it literally – and I think they would look – I don't remember all the details, but it was something like, you know, do you do cardio, do you do weightlifting, do you do whatever? But what they found out was cardio especially – Yes. Clears the gunk out of your brain so that your brain can think. So you're mm. actually better off spending an hour in the gym than yeah. you are following up on email for an hour. Right. And it's really exactly the same thing, if not more so,
0: yes.
1: by yeah. taking a break and going on vacation, yeah. um, letting your body, letting your brain recharge, uh, feeling like it's not drudgery. Because when you come to your office, and when you pick up the phone and when you talk to a client, and you know, whatever you're doing with your content, my clients are pretty much exclusively on the phone. So when I pick up the phone and I talk to my clients, my client wants to hear me happy and fresh and full of ideas and full of excitement. And you know what? That's how I want to hear me, too. So mm-hmm. if I don't take those breaks for myself, if I don't actually walk away from my email, if I don't run to my office when the phone rings at 7 or 8 o'clock at night, that's what's that serves me and that suits me and my clients and the world better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Carrie, I'd love to share a um a story of what happened to me um when I worked in recruitment. I think most yeah. people know headhunting in London. And it's an example of how one can just complete one's brain's synapses can just completely implode in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh, through overwhelm. Exposed, so now you get to expose too exposed <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally, totally. It was a day of shame for me, I have to tell you. But it was a learning experience for me too because I really got to know myself well through it. Um, so I was working in, in, in uh, recruitment in one of the what, main um, uh, you know recruitment agencies in London and doing really well. And uh, um, I was doing so, so well that a radio station had actually asked... Me to um, do a segment once a week, um, you know, from my desk at, at work, but basically to, you know, talk about the various aspects of recruitment. And um, so I had agreed to do that and it was going well and we'd been doing it for a few weeks. And then I was actually uh, preparing to fly out to South Africa. It was on a Friday. I was preparing to fly out to South Africa that evening. Um, I brought my 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 luggage to work. Um, I was wrapping up, um, you know, uh, clients' um, uh, deals, I suppose you'd call them, or mm-hmm. you know, handing over work and making sure I was tying up all the loose ends. And there was so much pressure. I had so many different things going on. And I was, it was kind of like really juggling a lot of balls in the air. And then I had arranged to go for lunch with a client, and you know, there was just so many things going on that I, what happened was I went to lunch and I was so overwhelmed with all of these things happening, you know, these, and, and the pressure of leaving that evening that um, I came back to work um, after lunch and missed the show. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, my uh, my boss at the time just looked at me like I was, you know, poo under his feet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he had done it for me, but he wasn't particularly happy about it, Um, and I just, I just wanted to just curl up into a ball, you know, under my desk, and just, I was, I felt so terrible that I had made this commitment and not been there, not shown up for it, and it was because my brain had literally um, short-circuited you know, mm-hmm. I, I could not remember anything. You know, it's one of those things where I don't know if you've ever experienced it before where you're so in such overwhelm because you've got so many things going on and maybe you end up... I find that this happens a lot to me when I go on vacation. It's like all of a sudden I have so many things to do before I go. Yep. And, <laughs> and I, I start to forget what it is that I have to do and so I have to start writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... um. So that was my story, you know, that I, my brain just kind of um, short-circuited on me, and that's what happens to me when I am in a very huge place of overwhelm. Um, so can I ask it's, you it's a very question It's very rare about that that happens that? now. Can I ask
1: a question about that? Oh, yeah. So we're going to turn the tables just a tiny bit. So <laughs> what were the things that you learned from that experience?
0: Well, I learned more about myself and what I could handle, and it wasn't that.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what would you do differently today
0: Um, I'd be much more organized um, well ahead of time Um, I would give myself more space and um, you know on the day of you know perhaps traveling I wouldn't be um, making as many commitments as I had made that day Mm -hmm. Um, I would absolutely write everything down and I would make sure that I was delegating as well you know that I was um, giving things off to people that I might um, be able to do that and also go through some of the things that um, I'm asking myself to do and ask myself if I really need to do them because often what happens is I'll start to do things that I, that I was putting off for months already and it's for some reason it's like um, when I go on, on trips it's like all of a sudden it's like oh I have to get that done before <laughs> I go meanwhile you know, nothing's going to have changed within two weeks. You know, around mm-hmm. that particular thing. So it's mm-hmm. letting those things go as well. Yeah. So yeah, those are a few things that uh, that I learned along the way. Well, thank you for sharing that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it just shows you, you know, I mean, you can really let a lot of people down if you're not um, uh, uh, aware of your own capabilities and and um, you know, what the effect of overwhelm can do.
1: But you know the other piece of it, I bet if we went to your former boss right now Mm. and said, do you remember that time when, and he'd look back and say, "Um, vaguely, but yet for you it's something that made such a mark on you. And going back to what we were talking about before that,
0: we're really our worst critics. Totally. You know, you know why I mean, it made a mark on me, interview. I think, <laughs> you know why it made a mark on me, I think Carrie was because it, it, I was so out of integrity with, um, with myself. Yeah. You know, my, one of my values is to, uh, is to carry, is to follow through on a commitment.
1: Oh, you could say carry through, that's why it's there. I know, I nearly <laughs> said carry through. <laughs> <laughs> <It's
0: okay. No. laughs> yeah. So that was that was huge for me. You know, I was I was horrified because I recognise now that that was actually one of that's one of my core values. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we, so
0: we dig we digress. So yeah, any okay. other points that you would like to make around um, how we uh, find our six-figure income out of the piles of overwhelm? The big—I think of all
1: of it—the biggest thing that I would suggest to anybody is to mm-hmm. pick something and do it, because okay. not doing it is not getting you not only—it's not getting you a five-figure income, let alone a six or a seven-figure figure. Right. Um, it's about picking something up, trying it, and go for it. Um, learning, learning from things that happen. You know, just like you learned from that situation. What can you take out of it? Let's say you say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get the six-figure business, and you end up earning, and I'm just putting numbers out here, Uh $50,000 out of it. Okay, what can I do differently to help me take this to the next level? So learning different things along the way. What did I really enjoy about the projects I did? What did I not enjoy so much that got me here? And allowing yourself to learn from what's going on. But it's Mm. about taking it's about making a decision and doing it. Right. It really is. Um, it's absolutely about getting support, whether it's support with people to help you, whether it's support from a coach. So again, I can't imagine being without a coach. Yes. But it's all those other things to give you the support that you need, making an investment in yourself and in your business, and an investment in what mark you want to leave on the world. Because unless mm. you do something, you're not going to do anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? We don't want to um, overwhelm ourselves to the point of uh, combustion like that happened to me or, um, you know, to the point of, of uh, paralysis because that's yeah. what what often does happen is that you just do nothing. Um, and if you're in that space of nothing, well, then just pick one and it doesn't matter which one, just pick one. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just, just do, do it, it as enough. Nike says
1: just do it exactly yeah so you use my name I use Nike
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I want to just um, uh, share with the audience um, if you want to go to um, Carrie's website you can go through uh, my link which is budurl.com forward slash Carrie through that's C-A-R-R-I-E T-H-R-U and you can um, you can download um, a guide um, on that website, which is called "Escape the Clutter: Four Steps to Calm the Overwhelm, Create Space, and Reclaim Your Freedom." That sounds wonderful, Carrie. Yeah, it's a
1: four-step e-course. We'll be talking about where to begin, um, dealing with the things around you, the bright shiny objects. We'll be uh-huh. talking about. Um, the bright shiny projects, also in
0: talking about that. <laughs> so you just love that. You I may do. you may borrow that if you want to. <laughs> oh, I, I just may. I'll give you credit.
1: And we also talk about time, so you'll get a, a um, lot of each
0: of it within that e-course. So I invite wonderful. you to wonderful. Uh, take care. Take it. That sounds awesome. And I know, Carrie, that you are one of the um, hosts um, that are putting on a wonderful um, uh, tennis summer. I, I would assume you you would call it. Um, no, it's summer, summer school. school. It's not a telesummit. Yes, a There novel. you go. <laughs> summer school for entrepreneurs and it sounds awesome. Would you like to tell um tell myself and the audience a little bit more about that because I'm Absolutely. sure that uh, they would love to hear about it. And
1: just so you know that TeleSummit came out of that Mastermind meeting also where I said I needed to be working on projects with people. Mm-hmm. I partnered with um good friends and Co-mastermind people, uh, Paige Stapleton and Brian Stark of Authentic Marketing Made Easy, and we have pulled together. Uh, God, it's including us. There are 21. Uh, t- yeah, including the three of us, there are 23 amazing experts who are not only the top of their fields but also the top of their, um top like their top entrepreneurs also, and we've got everything from PR and social networking. There's Um, I'll be talking similar kind of things as we did today. There will be someone talking about sales and marketing, networking, but also because being an entrepreneur is not just about your business. It's also about yourself. So we have people coming in talking about fears, um, dealing with work-life balance and nourishing your body. So there's a lot of amazing experts on this call. Uh, The summer school will be running next week. There are four calls four calls every day, four classes wow. every day. Um, Paige, Brian, and I are the deans, and our experts are our faculty professors. And so there are four classes a day, except on Friday there are only three. And our graduation commencement speakers are Suzanne Evans and David uh, Nagel. Um Wonderful. So it's going to be a fabulous, fabulous program.
0: That's great, um, Carrie. It sounds, great. sounds like you've got some yeah. amazing uh, uh people who are, are going to be discussing these different topics and it they're all, all topics that um you know that we all need to have an understanding around as, as solopreneurs in our business. So it really will give us an opportunity to say, okay, this is an area that I'd like to focus on and um, you know, to give you some great tips and tools to get started with that, I'm assuming.
1: Absolutely, and everyone at this point is a full scholarship for all of your people. So, Wonderful. Uh, you know, just come and join us. Uh, there are lots of bonuses, which we're calling extra credit, and all these. Uh, it's all about school. So, Wonderful. Uh, I
0: absolutely encourage everybody to um, come and join us. Wonderful, and uh, just for everyone to know how to do that, you can email me at info at keys to clarity dot com and put summer school in the header. And then I'll forward that information on to Carrie, and she can, uh, she can get all the information to you um, all the uh, call in details and the different um, speakers and the topics that they're going to be talking about every day. What, what are the dates, um, Carrie, it's for the all next for it?
1: week? It, uh, it starts on July 12th, and it runs through July 16th.
0: Ah, fantastic. And we start, I believe, at, awesome. at eight, uh, 11
1: o'clock Eastern, which is 8 a.m. Pacific on the 12th.
0: Wonderful. And will there be recordings available for the... Um...
1: Absolutely. There is a yeah. uh, the, uh, free recording will be available for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you wanted to get on the honor roll, because it is all about school, there is an opportunity <laughs> to um, be able to get... <laughs> we're really having fun with it. Uh, you also get cheat notes and everything, your cliff notes. <laughs> but... Um, There is the opportunity to upgrade onto the honor roll and get uh, full recordings and full transcripts as well after the program is completed. Uh, Oh, wonderful. The reason that's so important is, like, right now maybe you're doing a lot of social networking, but not a lot of, uh, I don't know – networking in person, but maybe mm. in six months from now, um, some information on networking in person may be very important for you, but you've kind of got the Facebook stuff under control. So, right. you know, you may find these things come, back, come, really ha- come in really handy later on.
0: Right, absolutely. And the very cool thing is, coming back to bright, shiny objects, is that you can choose whichever... Um, topic you want to listen to. It doesn't have to be all of them, does it? Um, no,
1: it doesn't. Okay. There yeah. are 19 amazing topics there, and you pick the ones that serve you when you need them.
0: Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Well, again, just uh, for everyone's uh, information, if you want to um, sign up to get the call-in details for the Summer School for Entrepreneurs, um, you can just email me on, at info at keys dot com and put summer school in the header. And if you'd like to get um, regular updates, uh, resources, um, Carrie's newsletter, feel free to go to her website at budurl.com forward slash Carrie through That's C-A-R-R-I-E-T-H-R-U. And then you can uh, also download that uh, that free guide, um, four-step guide to uh, to decluttering and getting calm in your life and, and business. Carrie, if you have a, a golden nugget to share before we sign off, what would that be?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, boy, um, that's a hard question because I've got lots of golden nuggets going through my <laughs>
0: mind.
1: A lot of bright, shiny objects here. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think if it's one thing, um, would be it. Use Nike's phrase to just do it. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: If you've got a, if you've got an email to send out, and you, it's taking me forever to like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do with it? Just do it. Just do it. And, and I know the other day I was I had a couple of emails to respond to, and for some reason it just take it was really simple emails, but they were taking forever, uh-huh. and I just couldn't get them done. And finally, I just said, Carrie, just do it. Uh-huh. And I wrote the two, three sentences. I hit send, and I was <laughs> done. Because I really think that that's it, is just
0: decide and just do it. Yeah. And absolutely. get out of your own way. Totally, Carrie. It's so funny. I, um, a lot of the listeners will know um, an organization called Peak Potentials, which is run by T. Eker. Mm-hmm. And um, I bought a, a T-shirt from one of his uh, seminars and on the front of it, it says, just freaking do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and when
0: I'm in that mood of no- knowing that I, I have a project, that I'm not particularly, um, you know, something that I need to do that needs to get done that I just am not excited about, I wear that T-shirt, and it just kind of kicks my butt. Just
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> freaking do it, yep. freaking do it.
1: Yep, I like that better than Nike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Carrie, I, I wanted to say thank you so much for uh, being here and um, you know uh, sharing with us all your wisdom. I know that we just really scratched the surface, and, um, and I have to share with our listeners that um, I really do enjoy the updates that I get from Carrie and uh, her newsletters and her emails because she always has such great information, and she puts a very fresh perspective on decluttering and overwhelm. Um, you know, in various ways about your business and, um, you know, how it might affect you. So I always really enjoy getting her information. So I really encourage you to to go to budurl.com forward slash Carrie through and sign up for her her report or her newsletter and make sure that you get those updates too because um, I'm sure you'll be as refreshed as I am when I get them. And uh, so thanks so much, Carrie. And... um, Before we close out, I just want to share with everyone that next week I'm going to have the pleasure of having um, Tom Bouchard on my show uh, to discuss uh, getting paid what we're worth. And I think that's a really cool topic. Um, Tom's been threatening to come on the show for a while, so I've managed to pin him down. And, uh, you know, this is a topic that many um, solopreneurs, that's Soul-driven entrepreneurs struggle with is is um, you know getting paid what you're worth, and so he's going to give us some wonderful insights into um, how we can go do about doing that and what we need to do to to uh, um, yeah to to acknowledge our own worth and to and to be paid for what we're doing. So I'm really excited about that. I'm going to be all ears for myself as well, and um, so. Keep your ears and eyes open for that show. Again, it'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday the 14th. And uh, so that covers um, next week. And of course, if you haven't been to my website yet, that's keys2clarity.com, you, you can download um, a wonderful report I've done for solopreneurs called The Five Biggest Business Killer Mistakes Solopreneurs Make and How to Avoid Them. And I'm sure that what we talked about today is probably part of what I talked about in that report. But there's some great information in there, and I really encourage you to get that too um, so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that I made um, you know, in the first couple of years of my business and just to um, clarify what you might be doing that you're not, you're not doing at the moment. So again, keysaclarity.com So I want to thank you all for being here today. It's such a beautiful day. I hope that you're enjoying the weather as much as I am wherever you are. And um, I look forward to speaking, speaking with you next week. And to you and your shining success rather than your shining bright, um, uh, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the one that shines the brightest, is really what it is. Yes, help. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. Thanks very much, Curry. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.